Hello and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. My name is Chad Russell, and that that is Kurt Souter. <laughs> Dude. Further still ministry. I don't know what you're doing today, uh, but uh, you've got problems. So uh, well, that's every day. <laughs> so uh, we are a show called Solid Steps Radio. And if you've never heard us before in your very first time, we are a show for men by men talking about stuff from a man's perspective. A few years ago, Kurt said, hey, let's do a radio show. I said, perfect. Let's do that. And we decided we wanted to talk about guys' issues from guys' perspectives because, quite frankly, guys are causing a lot of problems around the world. Okay. And... Um, we are really good at sports, weather, and politics, but when you start talking about the deeper things of life, uh, especially what it means to walk with God and who is God and all of those things, we know that men tend to go back into their shell. So we wanted to have an opportunity just to be a tool in the toolbox of men to hopefully plant a seed with them and to know we believe here that you are not fulfilling your destiny as a man if you are not walking with the greatest man ever, Jesus Christ, in relationship with him. Now, that being said, wherever you are in your spiritual walk, so be it. Nice to meet you. Come on aboard, right? So today we are talking about a, uh, a, a topic that has really been kind of near and dear to my heart for years because it's been such a blessing to me. Uh, if, if, I, if, if I tell you, hey, have you been on any trips lately? Almost the first thing you think of is a beach and a condo. Mountains. And, and you know what? <laughs> that is okay. We need those. We need those in life. But if I ever put the word mission in front of trip, a mission trip, now what comes to your mind? Well, one of the things may come to your mind is I ain't going on one of those. Well, <laughs> today we're going to talk to a couple of guys who may have been a little bit hesitant about going, but now over almost 10 years later, they've been on the trips and now it has been transformational. So welcome to the show, Ryan and Chris, and we want to hear all about how many, uh, you, you, we want to hear your mission trips experience so i'm, I'm going to start out with you ryan first real quick and and by the way listeners this all is a catalyst because chad you guys you ryan chris mm -hmm. and, and, and chad you you guys just came from where uh, from the dominican republic about uh, a month ago yeah so yeah. we I, it, i'd been to cuba a few times 20 years ago hadn't been in a while but i took my two oldest boys and ryan uh, we know our kids through school past school experiences and he said, hey, we're going one each year. I was like, sign us up. So it was a great time. And when you got back, you said, hey, dude, we need to do a radio do show. A radio and I go, <laughs> I, I know, I love I love talking about mission trips. Yeah. And uh, so, Ryan, you, uh, you've been to the DR how many times? So 11 times. 11 times. Mm -hmm. Chris, you've been how many times? Five. You've been five times. Yes, sir. So, Ryan, when the first time that you went, how, how many – how many invites did you get before you finally went? Well, I was uh, attending church at a place with uh, a guy, Bernie, who's now a, a children's pastor out of Southeast. So he had been several times, and it was years, at least three years straight, where he was trying to get me to join him on this trip. And it was— And uh, why, why, why didn't you want to go? Uh, just fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of— um, Right, uh, you're going to a different country. Right there, you hear about diseases. You you have no idea about the people, a different language. Right there's there's all kinds of barriers to entry. So it's uh, it's just all those are running in your head. Not to mention that I was a um, a, a father of young children. Right at the time uh, when he first started asking me, my my oldest son was just born. So what would that look like leaving my wife with my kid here while I'm gone in another country? Right. So lots of things that that. Laid, let me say no several years in a row. What was the catalyst to finally go, 
okay, I'm gonna do it. I mean, it was in my heart. It was, it was the the change was internal. It was nothing that had to do with me. It was, you know, God speaking into me like, hey, you need to do this. This is every time I would hear a, a passage or a message on, hey, go and make disciples, right? So, and and just seeing the experience and the relationship that my friend had with people um, in the Dominican Republic, right? It finally just I had to find a way to make it happen. Mm. Did do you think Bernie? Who invited you? Think you ever got tired of inviting you and like uh, I, I keep saying this, you know, invitation to Ryan, but he keeps blowing me off. Do you think he ever thought that? And if he did, he never showed it. Right? <laughs> so it, it was just always, you know, hey, you're missing out. I know I'll get you here sooner or later. It was kind of that attitude of of how he presented it, more so than hey, you're you're letting me down here as a friend. Well, uh, okay, so now you you guys are you used to live next to each other. Yeah, yeah. Me and Chris. You, you yeah. and Chris. Yeah. So now you you get back from the DR and you go oh we're gonna invite Chris mm-hmm. and and what was the response Yeah so it was it was kind of the same thing it was like year after year it was hey you should go you're you're gonna have a blast you'll love it and just uh, you know understanding the hesitations trying to to talk him through right some of those concerns and some of the things that that he's gonna you know experience as another father of of kids right with leaving his wife at home so just trying to educate him on my experience of it and just to hope that he saw the joy that it brought in me to kind of pique mm, that interest. Mm. So Chris, how many time, How long did it take for you to finally say yes? Yeah, I, I really think it mirrors his story with Bernie, probably two or three years, I would say minimum. Uh, but he was relentless in a good way. And I'd like to say it's all his fault, but it's really all to his credit because he knows now it's it's on my calendar for the following year before I even get back. Oh. That's yeah. so cool. What, what did you have fears like him? You know, I really don't think I had fears. Um, I'll be honest. Um, you know, the trip we have done is a sports trip. He was talking to me about coaching, and I'm thinking I don't have any coaching experience, which was really kind of a lie. I have coached high school basketball, but it's been a long time ago. It's like I, I'm not sure I can go coach. Um, but and we'll get into a lot of more discussion. But the trip is nothing about coaching. It, it you know, that's like the afterthought completely. So, you know, between that and really not having traveled to Central South America, um, you know, the I, I don't call it fear. It's really just more of the unknown. And he talked about being able to tangibly see. And really, you, I didn't have anything to see other than Ryan's reaction, which was positive. So you saw joy, you saw excitement, you saw energy. Absolutely. And, and, and his words is like, you know, if you had any fears, Chris, there's no reason. Trust me. And when you build trust with other men, obviously, that starts to carry some weight as well. We had been neighbors for six, eight years at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, to give him credit, see him in, in the way he interacts with his wife and his kids and just the relationship guy to guy, you know, the trust formed and all the rest of it took care of itself. So when you came back after the first trip, you were already thinking about the next one? Oh, absolutely. Um, no doubt. I mean, maybe within the first day or two, you know, it was uh, just the experience. Once you're there, it's that powerful. It truly now, is. Now, is that true for you, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I it, mean, you get you, you, you get back and you're immediately like, sign me up. I'm right, ready to go again. Right. It's one of those things that, like, it's on your mind. You can't quit telling people about it. Uh, you can tell they they all don't want to hear every story that you have, <laughs> right? But you still you just have to get it out, right? It's one of those things. It's like 
it's like when you first discover Jesus, right? It's that it's that it's that greatest gift that you just can't help but share, and you want you want everybody to be there with you. So, how many people have you taken to to the DR? Um, so I've been leading the trip for like eight years now. Uh, it's it's been over a hundred, for sure. Um, some of those are repeat uh, people that go year after year, like like Chris. But but every year we have a a new fresh batch of faces that join us on the journey. That is so cool. Yeah. So how did you? I mean, it took a lot of a lot of risks to ask Chad to go, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, my uh, my son played basketball with his sons, so it was kind of a, an easy transition into hey, let's. He always enjoyed having boys on the trip, so. Yeah, and the funny part is, I knew I needed to take the boys. I wanted to take them on a rite of passage, kind of okay. You're this age, time to go on a mission trip, kind of thing. Yep. So I knew Go Ministries, and I thought, well, I'll reach out to them and see. And she goes, you can put together any trip you want. I was going to get a bunch of dads and fathers and, and get a like a father son trip together. I don't have time to clean my underwear, right? Do laundry, <laughs> let alone put a trip together right now. I just, I was like, I can't do this. So I sent them an email and I said, I, you know, I don't know. And, and then Jenna, uh, on her behalf, she was like, you're, you're you know better what? half. Yeah, she goes, you know what? She sent an email out to Ryan. And then little did we know, I think that's that how it went no, down. It went through Go Ministries. Went through Go. And go. then they said, oh, we not, we've got somebody. And they sent us to Ryan, which we've already known. <laughs> and so it turned out very well. So, so I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and you're going to hear more about the trip. We're going to hear more about what it is to go and why is it so important and is this like a glorified vacation why really go on one of these so we're going to to hear more about that as we take a break come back here on solid steps radio Ellen and Credit Union has been around the Louisville Kentuckyana area for decades they can help you with every financial need that you have whether it's personal commercial you need a home loan car loan Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you and all of your financial needs. Vision First Eye Care. They have 11 different cities, six Louisville locations alone. And if you need contacts, glasses, or just your overall eye health, Vision First Eye Care will take care of you. You are more than just a set of eyeballs. You are a person at Vision First. Bright Star Home Care. If you have someone that you love and care for, that needs in-home care, whether they need one visit a week or they need 24-7 care, Bright Star Home Care is your very first contact to start that process and find out what's best for you and your loved one. So we've been talking last segment about uh, mission trips and going around the world and uh, what that looks like. As far as now, Kurt, how many mission trips you've been on? You've been around internationally. Uh, where have you been? I have been to Indonesia, been to uh, Poland, and been to Africa, Kenya, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana. Um, that's can't, uh, yeah, down the street. Yeah, around the corner. Been All to right. Mexico, you know. So okay. I went to Costa Rica on my honeymoon. That does not count. Well, as somebody in the room said, it's a different type of mission trip, <laughs> different mission. So yes, but uh, yeah. So I uh, mission trips. When, when you told me we're going to do this, I get excited because I love hearing about what you guys experience. Um, I have been to the DR. I've been to Haiti, um, but I I, do, I just love hearing how because I think it it just changes our perspective of life and it helps us grow 
Is, is that your your perspective, yeah. Brian? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it. it um, for me, it it kind of made him made me realize how big God really is. Mm. Right when you see the whole entire, you see more of the world, and you see more of how people are interacting, and you see how he has put things in place for you to be in those certain situations. And uh, and just he's he's just bigger than those problems, and he just feels so much closer when you're when you're actively pursuing him and doing his work. Yeah, and that that's kind of where what I felt through the whole situation. So when you came back and told your wife, what did you tell your wife oh, after my, after your first time? I, I probably couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just telling her. Uh, a lot of it though was about the people, like how much joy they had, um, how much of a joy they were to be around, and uh, just different culture, but even in, even in poverty, right? Uh, most individuals here are in a lot of different circumstances than what most individuals there are. And, and just to see the joy that they lived with, it was just, it was contagious to be around. Mm. And it was, um, and you just felt like you were doing something that truly mattered. You're, you, they have a fraction of what probably you have in, in material things and house and whatnot. And yet the joy of the Lord is just overwhelming mm. in their lives. Yeah. You Definitely. can see it. What was that? Your perspective too, Chris? Yeah, absolutely. Um, joy comes in a lot of different forms, obviously, but I think that experience and experience through perspective versus maybe looking at it on the news or on a video uh, to experience it. Um, and and there's so many stories, like Ryan said. A lot of times when people ask me about go, they have to tell me to shut up, you know, because I have plenty to plenty to say. Um, the people in the Dominican specifically are probably the most welcoming people I've met. I've traveled a lot of internationally for work. Um, and, and Brooke actually said it, we had a dinner a few weeks ago and he's like, it's the only people that I've met that you could walk up to the stranger's door. They'd invite you in, they'd give you a meal. And by the way, you don't speak the same language and that's not a barrier. It never has been in my five years. I don't speak any Spanish. And what I try to speak is wrong. <laughs> but uh, that has never never been a barrier. Um, but but talking about joy, and, and I'll just give one example. Um, we, have, we have visited an aptly named uh, community in the whole, which is uh, very uh, impoverished. Um, but the, the group of kids in that community have more joy than you see typically day-to-day here in the United States. And I think the reason that is because they don't know any different. They don't know that they're living an impoverished life and that there are these other things out there. So to step into that environment and experience it, to see it, uh, and then uh, share the joy with the, the young kids in that community is one of the more powerful experiences that I've come away with. So when you, when you, when you come home, and you tell your wives, what? How, how do they respond? I think in some ways it's, like he mentioned, without experiencing it all the years that I would talk to him about it, it's kind of hard to understand it until you're there. So I, I think they're, like my wife is a great listener and she would listen to it. Uh, but I think even too today, like uh, I think there's a there's a part of the story that just probably doesn't quite make sense because they haven't physically been there with their own eyes and ears to, to see and hear. And so at times coming back, it could be challenging because I was stepping back into the role of a, of a father with young children. And my, uh, my responsibilities here were different than my responsibilities there. And sometimes coming back, I felt uh, 
um, you know, you're always talking about walking with your eyes on heaven, your eyes on Jesus. I felt like I was coming back. I was more focused in that way, but that didn't necessarily transition over to my responsibilities as a father sometime. So we had to, we had to work through some things on, um, as I would return back of, of what that looked like. And I had to learn and grow through what that, what that meant for me to be able to step back into my role as a father. Yeah, I mean, she's running the ship while you're gone. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden you got to come back in and say, okay, I'm the captain, you know, and like, well, um, right. And, uh, and here's <laughs> the things we shouldn't be worrying about anymore, right? Yeah, because yeah. they're just distractions and they get in the way, right? That that doesn't necessarily go over too well. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to take my son to, uh, to uh, uh, on a trip in the future. How'd that go? Right. right. That, was, that was a series of conversations over multiple years to gain the trust to be able to, hey, I'm going to take your your oldest son, the one, right? Your, your, your first, first child. born. <laughs> I'm going to take him to a country that you've never been to and you've never experienced. And, and if you look at all, everything from the outside, you, you right, the way news presents it, you just see a dangerous place. So I'm going to take your son into this dangerous place where in my heart and what I had seen, I know that that's the safest, best place for him to be. In the so, middle of God's will, mm-hmm. no matter where it is. Right. So, hey, uh, so how did Jenna... Jenna probably said, uh, Chad, go. She was packing her bags. <laughs> <laughs> she said, when do you leave? Um, she was four because she knew the boys were. less boys. Yeah. She knew that uh, the boys were at age where like, okay, this is part of the process. You need yeah. to grow them up and get them out of the house and, and let them experience. And, and it's great for anybody, whether you're 10 or 50, you know, to get out of your little oh your little goodness. bubble world, which as much you can try hard as you want to not be in a bubble world. We live in America, in the middle of America, in the Bible Belt. You're in the bubble world mm-hmm. cons- when you compare it to the rest of the world. Yes. And, um, and it's by God's grace, I mean, you know, he put me here. He didn't, <laughs> I didn't, you know, it's not, we were born here. So it's not like he, he made a mistake. But when you go outside and you see other people and you think, I, I really, every mission, I say every, the first one I went on, new Christian, new guy, I learned this when I got there. But I, every time I've gone back, I'm not going to teach anything. I'm going to be taught. Every mission trip you learn from the people who you're around. Oh my goodness. And if you go on to think, well, I'm gonna teach them a thing or two, you're gonna get humbled real quick, but you're also gonna be blessed and they're gonna teach you. Oh my No doubt. I I remember uh, there was a pastor's wife and it was pouring down, I mean pouring down rain. We're all in a vehicle and she's on a bike. She's been riding her bike in the rain, in mud puddles, and of course it's not asphalt, you know, it's not, it's pure dirt road, so it's muddy as all get out. And she's got this long dress on and she walks in the church and it's a, you know, church, uh, you know, dirt floor. And she walks in and she is sopping wet. Her dress is drenched. And she has got the biggest smile, and she's bending over, and she's wringing out her dress down by her ankles. And I'm like, Lord, you are teaching me. She has been riding miles to get to this training that I'm going to do. And when it rains in America, the church attendance goes down That's right. on, on Sundays. And in other worlds, you part of the world, they just, you can't it, keep them there. Uh, they, yeah. they, they, you could not stop them. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, so let's talk about, what did you learn um, about the Lord? On this trip, Ryan. On this trip specifically. No, not maybe not this trip, but trips? yeah, but uh, the trips that you've made. What 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 has God taught you about Himself? He and, taught me that I'm not in charge. That's the <laughs> biggest thing that I've learned 
is that he's in control and he's got his plan and mm. I can either take part in it or I or I don't. And I get to have some freedom in those choices, but if I'm going to take part in his plan, it's going his way. Mm. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think about conveniences. Uh, it, you know, I've been taught I don't need the conveniences that I think I do when I'm here at home. Um, and, and just the, um, that he's blessing everyone everywhere, those that are coming to him and, and living in him. Mm, I like that. Well, and what I learned is God's grace is really, really big. And it, he goes to the people who don't even acknowledge him. It's a very vast grace. Uh, so we're going to take a break, come back and talk more about the mission trips and what it might mean for you here on Solid Steps Radio. Frank Enterprises, they are a professional septic tank, landscaping, and wastewater management company. If you have water outside your house that's not going where it's supposed to go, or you have septic tank issues or any landscaping needs, Frank Enterprises can take care of you. Their years of experience will come through, and you will be thankful you called them. We also want to thank PodLoo.com. That's Louisville Podcast Studios. If you want to do a professional-sounding podcast or videocast, you want to look and sound great, Louisville Podcast Studios is your contact. Go to podlu.com. That's P-O-D-L-O-U.com. Dan Hart Financial, if you want to retire or want to talk about retirement, whether you're a year away or 20 years away, Dan Hart can sit down, come up with your plan that you uh, need to have, or talk about your plan that you have in place and see if it's a good fit. Dan Hart Financial. If you're just joining us, um, we're talking about uh, mission trips and what it means to go around the world. If you want to hear, uh, we, thanks for our great sponsors. We get to hear, have this show uh, commercial-free thanks to our, our sponsors on a podcast. So you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, or you can go on to Facebook and just type in Solid Steps Radio, and you can hear all these, uh, all these shows commercial-free. So, guys, you, you talked a little bit about what you learned about God, the, the living creator God of the universe. What did you learn about yourself on some of these trips that you've been? You've been, you said, Chris, you've been to the DR five times. Five times, yeah. You've been eleven times, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Chad, you've been once to the DR yeah. mm-hmm. and multiple times to Cuba. Mm-hmm. So, what did, what did you learn about yourself? I, I mean, really, I, I learned how selfish I was, right? <laughs> I, how judgmental, how burdened, how broken, right? Like a lot of a lot of big things that you you learn about yourself once you see you see God's empathy towards some other people and you can feel that coming through in your life too and and knowing that he doesn't want you in situations that you're in and he doesn't want those people in situations that they're in so it's 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 a lot of feelings to kind of process through and it's it's been a, a lot of years of processing through them mm. what about you Chris yeah I think we take so much for granted um, but I would say that uh, the trips allowed me or reminded me, maybe learned or reminded both, that it's so much more than just the trip. The mission trip is a, is a part of the path of walking with Jesus. Um, but it's to me, it's become very important. It, it is a very healthy reminder to bring me back to my life 
and try to live that every day. Um, the way that you go on mission, it isn't when you go on the trip or shouldn't be when you go on the trip, it's every day. And so I, I actually wear these bracelets. They, they, they stopped giving these out, but these are from 2016 through 18. And that is my reminder of, mm. you know, day to day when I see that it, it, it helps me stop and think about, okay, how am I going to treat people? How am I going to love people? How am I going to disciple today? Um, before I get back to the DR the next year. That's cool. What about you, Chad? That um, I learned about me, but it's also about bigger picture, is God is not an American. He's not? No. I hate to break that news to you. He's not an American who speaks English <laughs> and goes to Chick-fil-A every week for lunch. <laughs> and and I, I say that because I get in my own narrow world of viewpoints, and, and I say, okay, this is what I see, and that must be how God sees. You know, he, he does not see the way we see. And so when you look at go someplace else, and the smells different, sounds different, tastes different, but God created these people in his image. And uh, it's, it's just one of those things that I realize how a narrow view I can be if I do not intentionally get out of my own way <laughs> and get out of the view and seeing the way things God sees them. Mm -hmm. And I, you want to do that, go on a mission trip. Yeah, go on a mission trip. Internationally, preferably, but you can go on a mission trip 30 minutes from your house. But I'm just saying from the standpoint of going internationally, man, that God has a heart for the nations. Yeah, yeah. there's something yeah. about a, the unique culture, a unique, I mean, just, and, and so that's my next question. What, what did you learn about the people? Mm. What stuck out to you on this? You guys just got back about a month or so. What stuck out to you about this this trip with the people of the DR? Go ahead. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go back five years ago after the first trip. It definitely was an impact to me, but I didn't really realize it was such an impact to them until the following year when I went back and people that I really didn't feel like I even took the time to get to know was like, you know, hey, you know, pointing their fingers, saying my name, hugging me, and it really clicked. And and so, um, you know, at that point in time, it was not just it, the mutual transformation really clicked. It really is like, wow, you know. So after that second year, uh, just being more intentional of building relationships, um, specifically with the young men who are, are, you know, faced with a lot of challenges and have a lot of distractions some of the same but not all the same distractions we have here but um really being intentional with um staying in touch all year round you know that's challenging but we try and um i think that's it's powerful when i can try to continue to be a light in a world that is pretty challenging for them mm. what about you ryan what, what what have the people of the dr um how they taught you yeah i, I think you just learn um where I've learned, right, how, how beautiful diversity is, right, and how all people matter, and just, uh, and there's just so much to learn from so many different cultures. I mean, um, as simple as the food, which is excellent there, right, but their hospitality is so much different, and so for me, it's, you know, God's ta taught me that family is bigger than cultural boundaries, right? Family extends as, as big as you want your family to be, that's how big God's family is, right? It's, it's bigger than that, and so, um, and it and it's family without uh, some of the, um, there's the good parts and the bad parts of any family, right? And so you have those, but just just how welcoming and how inviting they are as a culture, um, it was it was just uh, very eye opening to me. What about you, Chad? 
that people are all the same no matter where you, they are. They all have the same needs. There was this one scene, one time where I was coaching ball, and there was all, at the last day, it was just, I was just kind of, I was not doing well as a coach, right? <laughs> and I finally got the kids around. I said, guys, you know, you know what I have not done is I have not prayed for you. So I gathered all these kids around. And I laid hands on every one of them. Okay, now how, how old are the kids now? 16, oh, okay. by 16. Okay. So these young men are standing around a circle and I, and I put my hands on their heads and I just bless them. I same prayer I pray for my kids. I believe the Lord bless you and keep, keep you. And I went and I touched all of their heads, right? Aww. Then I did that for every one of the teams I was coaching that day. Well, one of the kids who already gotten beat, his team was out. He saw me praying for all the kids and he came back up. And he got back in line and he put his head in the circle. He, he wanted your <laughs> he blessing. He wanted me to put my hand on him and bless oh, him. Oh my goodness. Everybody has that same yearning oh. in their hearts. No matter what your skin color is, where you are, you want to be loved by your father in heaven and you want to be loved by someone else. That's why it's the two greatest commandments. Love God, love others. And so everybody has that. Mm. We just hide it. And the cultures can hide we it. Want, we want to be blessed. Yeah. yeah. And he wanted to be touched. Yeah. You know, and so the, anyway, the, I just, people are all the same. Whenever you go, I think they're all have that same yearning inside. So, well, Hey guys, what would you say to a person who's listening to this and they would say that a short term, uh, you know, short term missions trip doesn't really make a difference for the people that are there. Um, and it may even be hurtful. What would you say to them? Yeah, definitely not an expert in that area, but, uh, you know, if somebody did ask me that, my my opinion would be that, you know, as a Christian, uh, walking in, trying to do our best to walk in the ways that God wants us to, you know, any action that we take can be can be hurtful, right? We can we can bring good, we can bring evil into the world just through our day to day actions. So it's definitely something that you should be uh you know, seeking wisdom over. You should be um very considerate and very thoughtful about the steps that you're taking. But at the end of the day, right, at least for me, God has given us a command to go and make disciples. And so I think for that, it's, it's getting out of your comfort zone and, and going to do those things. And as long as you're around people that, are, that have uh, God and his ways first and are trying to seek his ways, I, I think right, God can make good out of any situation. So Yeah, what do you think, Chris? Yeah, I trust, uh, trust in God, trust in um whoever is asking you, there's, there's a rapport, there's a relationship there, but at some point you just have to let down your guard. Um, whether it's the travel or if it's the food or if it's the unknown of any type, you just got to let your guard down and, and take that first step and trust that God has got your back and, um, your, your friend or your, whoever's leading you on that trip, they, they know what to expect. So you just have, you just have to let down that guard and, and do it. Um, the unknown, continues to be the unknown. You just don't know what you're missing until you really just let your guard down and take that step. It takes a, some, it takes humility. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, I think it's easier though to do that in circumstances where you're not as much out of your comfort zone. And let's be honest, this, this was out of my comfort zone for sure. Um, but I thought it was, but it really wasn't. And I think that's the, that's the risk is you think it's out of your comfort zone until you go and you do and, and you're like, oh, wow, I, I should have taken this step a long time ago. Uh, yeah, well, where was I 10 years ago? Why did this take so long? Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break and come back. And then the fourth and final segment, we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about the trip and, and where is your place in the trip? If you're hearing this, uh, this is your call. If you're waiting for your sign, here's your sign. Here it <laughs> right, is. It's time for you to think about it. We're going to talk more about what maybe preparation looks like to go on one of these here 
uh, on the next break here on uh, Solid Steps Radio. Hadley Sign Solutions. If your business needs new signage, owner Chris Hadley has 35 years experience in design, manufacturing, and installation of commercial exterior electrical signage to help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. They also provide sign and parking lot lighting maintenance. If you're looking for a sign for a new business, looking to have a sign service, or just needing to update an old sign, then give Hadley Sign Solutions a call at 502-419-7228. Or you can email Chris at HadleySignSolutions at gmail.com or visit HadleySignSolutions.com. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Eric Veal has been a sponsor of our show since the beginning. If you need your teeth cleaned, Overall dental health, Dr. Eric Veal can take care of you. He's got two locations in the Louisville area, one in Iroquois Park area, and then the other in Eastern Jefferson County. That's Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. All right, so welcome back uh, to Solid Steps Radio. And uh, we are with our guests here Chris and Ryan, and uh, we're talking about mission trips to the Dominican Republic and really the mission trips in general anywhere. I think this everything we talked about today applies to where you're going. You guys, when you get back, how has this missions trip dealt or, or um, with, with, I guess the question is, what has it done to your heart of, of a gratefulness and how has it changed your heart once you get back home? Yeah, definitely appreciative of all the gifts that God has given me, right? So so see things more as a gift and even uh, just relying more on him for uh, day-to-day necessities, right? Like just uh, that he's going he's gonna to take care of me, right? And, and it might look different than what I think it should look like, mm. but, but he's there. Um, so your little, uh, your needle of, of gratitude significantly has changed over the years because of these trips. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Has totally you, different perspective. Is you, would you say your wife could attest to that as well? I hope so. Yeah. I hope she <laughs> would agree with that. Yes. I'll speak yeah. for you. Yeah. What, what, Chris? Yeah. I said, yes, his wife would attest to that for sure. What about your wife? Yeah. Same. I think that, uh, there's, there's an appreciation, uh, I'm going to be honest and my wife would admit she still has fears she's never done a mission trip but she has a a, a respect and an appreciation that i'm doing what i'm doing and especially leading not just for my family but church and everyone that i encounter so um in mission trip there's a lot of different roles in mission trip to your point earlier i'm going well my wife still has to stay back and work and take care of the kids and in the house and so there's a partnership there even though she's not physically there with me it's a it's still a partnership but you 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 do sense as well this this little meter of gratitude has increased over the years yeah i mean absolutely um and I'll be honest, one of my challenges is really slowing down. Well, when you're there, you slow down. It's a different uh, culture at, in, in a lot of different ways. Um, and, and bringing that back and trying to execute that in my day-to-day is, is, is I'm grateful for that, it, but it's still challenging for yeah. sure. What about you, Chad? Um, I think that, you know, last segment you had asked the guys, you know, are these mission trips worth it, right? Is it really effective? And I think the answer of it is yes. And how it is effective is it helped me realize that it's really just a big family reunion with brothers and sisters you didn't know you had. 
So when you meet someone who is a brother or sister in Christ and you're like, there's just that languages fall a, a, a wayside, money falls by the wayside. But when you have the most important thing in life in common with somebody, there is a brotherhood there that just happens. And so I think that really helps. It helps soften your heart for people. You know, again, God's the, he's the God of the people of the nations. And um, you see that when you're around other people that really helps your perspective on somebody. Yeah, I remember the first time I was in a, in the middle of a jungle in Indonesia, and it was they were having a conference. Of course, I can't understand a word they're saying because they're speaking in their tribal language, uh, from you know their own tribe. And this guy was sitting right next to me, and and he just reached over and he he wanted to hold my hand, mm-hmm. and just as a an act of brotherly love and acceptance. And I go, oh wow, that is like so awesome. So. Um, I want you guys to individually share to our listeners, like they, if, if there was like a handful of guys sitting around this table with us and they've never been on a mission trip and they're a little bit skeptical. Um, they're a little bit like maybe fearful like you guys were. Talk to them and I, I want to hear from speci- specifically you, Ryan and Chris. Just share your hearts to those guys who are listening. All right. Yeah, I would say I was exactly where you were 11 years ago, right? Um, uh, fearful and uncertain that that's even what God had planned for me. And since that's happened, right, I've got people in my life now that I consider family, like Chad said, that are from different cultures and different areas of, of the country that I never would have known otherwise. And so, you know, I would tell you, um, you know, pray, talk about it, right? Ask questions, find somebody to ask questions to um, and, and help them walk you through that because, um, and, and it's really going to be a work of the Holy Spirit inside of you uh, that ultimately directs where you're going to go. And so it, just so much prayer and counsel in, in making those decisions. Mm. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I think um, if you're walking in faith, um, there's really no good excuse. And I know it's easy for me to say I've been there now five times. Um, but, it, you know, I talked about it last segment. You know, I wish I would have gone the first time Ryan asked me. So I, I would say that um, you have it in you, whether you think you do or you don't, if you're walking in faith and you're, you're a Christian who's trying to live like Jesus. Um, all of the talk about comfort and, you know, being in or out of your comfort zone, all of that really just takes care of itself. Now, that's not to say you don't have to have some flexibility. You, you do, but that's that's a given, I think, in any life situation or circumstance. So um, I think you have to trust in the Lord that there's there's a plan and that it's going to work. And maybe you, um, you need a friend to push you out of your comfort zone, or maybe it's just somebody like myself. I'm going to feel free to call me, reach out to me anytime. Um, we'll share my number. You can, you can, we can have lunch or coffee, whatever, but it's really, um, there's not a good excuse. You have it in you. You need to take the first step. Um, the most powerful piece of, uh, of this is human relationships. And I feel like I have uh, brothers specifically that I will be brothers and have relationships with for the rest of my life. That is, it's very powerful. That is so cool. So Chris has offered listeners, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, you want to know, you want to learn more about how you could go to maybe the DR. Chris's number is... 502-424-5456. Call me up. One more time. 502-424-5456. Guys, 
uh, you you need to make that phone call, shoot him a text, let him know, and he would be glad to sit down and answer your questions. Uh, Chad, any any closing thoughts about um, your trip and um, to wrapping this up? Well, I think that um, you know there was one story that was really powerful for me was uh, there was this one young man who I just couldn't get a, a, a read on him during the week, right? I mean, granted, I don't speak Spanish and he didn't speak a lot of English, but he was a young man that I, you know, he was very, he got down real bad on the court and I said, come on, stay up, stay up, you know, and, and uh, I just didn't think we were reaching him, right? I just didn't think we were reaching him. Yeah. Well, we had the upset of the tournament at, at on the last day. I mean, we were, we were the fourth seed and we beat the one seed. And we, I mean, it was a big party. At the end of, when we were leaving, he looked at me and he goes, in, in broken English, he goes, you are my father and I am your son. And it was like, I just didn't see that during the week, right? Oh. How, I wouldn't have picked it out. Guys, get out of your own way. <laughs> You're gonna, God will use you in a way that will give him glory the way he wants, and he will make an impact in somebody's life that you don't really have the ability to do on your own anyway. Just be available. Yeah, amen. Ryan, pray us out, will you? Pray for us guys who are listening, that they would uh, be bold and courageous and not fearful and uh, step out and go on their first mission trip. Gladly. So uh, God, I just thank you for the opportunity to uh, serve you and, and talk about you and what that means uh, with these other godly men. I thank you for the encouragement that uh, they have been in my life and for all the other people that you have put there uh, to lead me into uh, serving you. And I just pray for all those listeners out there that um, might want to know more or might have a next step to take or uh, want to find out some more information. I just pray that you put the plan in place and make it apparent to them how you want them to walk forward in this. We just thank you for the opportunity and for the Holy Spirit inside of us that can guide us walking in your truth. We pray for more of you and less of us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Ryan. Thanks, Chris, for joining us. Chris, Chris's number, 502-424-5456. If you have questions, give him a call, give him a text. He can point you in the right direction. So you've heard a lot. And now the ball's in your court. What are you going to do? Take that first step. This may be the first step. We're about solid steps in this show. Take a step towards a mission trip. Pray, and God will take you to the right place. Thank you for listening to Solid Steps Radio.